Hey, and welcome to the Aloha Church Podcast. We believe that full life is found in Jesus. And after this message, if you have any questions, please engage with us over social media or connect with us on a Sunday morning. We so hope you enjoy this message. Welcome, welcome back, myself. It's good to see you guys here today. I was, we got hit with food poisoning Saturday night, so hashtag 2 a.m. Super Bowl party for the Tevises, right? Right, right. We watched the Super Bowl. Not eating chicken fingers, but chicken soup. So it's good to be back seeing some new faces. I see a lot of familiar faces. We pray that new faces would become familiar faces, would become friends, and would become family. Church is family, right? Church is family. It's not a service to attend. It's not a building to attend. It's a family and people we commit to. Aloha has a really um, high sense of family and culture and love and authenticity, and people um, step up and pitch in. Like last week, when Michael was gone, I was gone, Joel was gone, and Allie, Michael's wife, was like, I have a word I'm going to share. So I just thank you, Allie, for being obedient to the Lord and stepping up and sharing a good word. As with a lot of you who stepped up and pitched in to help and to contribute with your time, your talents, and your treasures, and then we feel the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, right? That's why we're here. The first song was about the Holy Spirit, about His presence and power. If we're not feeling presence and power and coming for His presence and power, then to me, we're just wasting time, right? We're wasting time, and then we're just having like a potluck, and everybody can do that. I love potlucks. But when God is in the house and he's moving, that's why I'm here. I want to experience God's power, right? I want to experience God's power. So praise God for that. Um, speaking of, I was really blessed to see. I don't scroll on Instagram, but this week I was scrolling because I wanted to see all the stuff happening in college campuses, right? I thought that was really cool. I was like, see, scrolling is fine, Trish. Look at all this stuff we're seeing in these college campuses and the Spirit of God moving. That's good. That's good for them over there. And we always know God has so much for us today, Amen. God has something for you today in his word, and that's what I'm going to pray for. So um, if you've come today, maybe like I used to show up, like just kind of critical, like, ah, whatever, prove it to me. Like, you know, God is here. God's in this room, and he wants to speak to you today. So let's just quiet our hearts before him and ask him. Ask him. Ask him to meet you where, where you're at, right? We want to meet you where you're at. Jesus wants to meet you where you're at, not where we think you should be at, Okay. So put that aside. I'm going to ask that the Lord to speak to you. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would speak to us today, that we all come here with, you know, our, a different week, a different scenario, um, a different morning, Lord. And Lord, I pray that we would put all that aside. We wouldn't be checking our phones to think what we have going on after this, but we would just be in your presence. We'd be in your moment. We'd invite you into our hearts to penetrate even the deepest parts of our hearts or the hardest parts of our hearts that those who might be disillusioned or disappointed or hurt by like a church or a spiritual person would just be open to hear your word today lord we know you have something really good for us today lord we know you're speaking to us we know only you can teach us lord my words might make people laugh but i pray that your words are sharper than two-edged sword right penetrating both bone and marrow lord so we love you, Jesus. In his name we say, amen. Amen. Okay, check this out. I got some notes, right? Former teacher. So I got notes here. We're going to fill it in. Um, again, these are the notes, but always, the Holy Spirit always speaks to you even outside of 
the notes, right? So sometimes you say, hey, pastor, that was good. You, you, you said this, you talked this. I said, I never said that. That's God speaking to you. So identify that, write that down. The title of the sermon is called, e Aloha Would Go. Aloha Would Go. Obviously, the, if you don't know what Aloha Would Go is, a couple of weeks ago um, during service, the biggest big wave uh, contest was on in Hawaii, the Eddy. Are you guys familiar with the Eddie? The Eddie Aikau? Eddie Aikau? Eddie would go? Let me educate you for a minute, okay? So, in the 70s, a lifeguard, the first city and county lifeguard of Hawaii, his name's Eddie, right? Eddie Aikau. And he saved over 500 people's lives at Waimea Bay, being the first lifeguard. Only since he passed away in like 78, after trying to save people from the voyage on the Hokulea, he grabbed his longboard and tried to paddle to Molokai to save everybody. Mysteriously, they never found his body, so the memorial big wave surf event. Only 28 surfers are invited to this invitational. And the last, like, 30 years, has only had, they've only run the contest 10 times because Waimea Bay has to be 25 feet. Eddie is known for going. Say going. Or full send, right? He sent it hard. Eddie sent it hard for people. He risked his life to save others. And there's a term in Hawaii that said, Eddie would go. And his, here's a poster of the contest, I think, looks something like this. Okay, so the Eddie, North Shore lifeguard, mysterious. Eddie went, Eddie would go. Aloha would go. That is 25-foot waves. Would you go? Probably not. But you know who would go from here? Our youth pastor, Bud. Look at Bud. Our youth pastor would go. That's Bud like a week before the contest. Bud's like, I'm going to go surf my Maya Bay, but then I'm going to come back and do youth ministry. Okay, Bud. So that's Bud. That's your youth pastor. Bud would go. And he's a brave enough person to work with our teenagers, right? Like, Bud, you got it. So that's cool. Bud's like, oh, you're going to show. Oh, no, don't show that picture. He's like, no, no, show this one. Show this one. Show this one. <laughs> I think last week Bud went to Mavericks. But Bud was sleeping in yesterday when me and Rez and Jesse surfed uh, PB Point. What's up? Where was he? Sleeping? Come on, Bud. You know what I mean? It wasn't big enough for him. We were going all day long. I caught like, you know, 20 waves. So anyways, um, <laughs> aloha would go. We're take, talking about taking risks for God today. Talk about taking risks. Does God or does the Bible encourage us to take risks? Yes. Risks that glorify him, right? Risks that glorify God. Because not all risks glorify the Lord, right? There's some foolish risks, foolish risks. So like these guys, these guys, I blurred out the word because Trish and Joel were homeschooled. <laughs> Joel and Trish were homeschooled, so yeah, I don't want to offend them. So, but yeah, <laughs> these guys take risks that are foolish and popular for just taking dumb risks. There's no reward for Johnny Knoxville and his boys just to like how, how close they could be injured or how close, you know, they could, you know, come from exploding their junk off or something. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> but some people, some people take risks for Jesus. And today we're going to look at the apostle Paul. Paul is like his life is a resume of adventure and risks. We see Paul in the book of Acts. Paul was in prison. Paul went on three missionary trips. And Paul, because he was such an adventurer and such a risk taker, he was able to write like 
uh, letters to us from prison. And we have the prison epistles or letters to the churches. And he has pastoral epistles. And 13 books of the New Testament are written by the Apostle Paul. So Paul's life is an adventure of risks. And we're going to look at one of the um, stories from his last missionary journey his, at the end of the book of Acts, which is really the Acts of the Holy Spirit, which is really all it is because Paul wouldn't have done all this without the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And that's the secret. So let's look at Acts 27. If you do have your Bible, you can turn there. If not, we have it up on the screen for you. And let's read. Acts 21, verse 7. It says, we continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at, what is it? That word, that place. Landed in PB, okay? (laughs) Tomias, right? (laughs) Where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for the day. So it sounds cool so far. He sailed, life of journey, OG salty crew, he showed up, the brothers and sisters were those in Christ, so family. Wherever we go in the world, we see Christians, right? There are brothers and sisters in the Lord, amen? You always feel like family. One God, one church, one family, okay? Or familia, right across the border, right there, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied, so more believers. It's important to know. And, when, and after we had been there a number of days, so a couple of days, a prophet named Agabus. Say Agabus. That just sounds like a big, big guy, right? The bus. The bus was there. He came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt. Check this out. He took Paul's belt tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, the Holy Spirit says, in this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. That's not good news. Then Luke, the writer of Acts, says this, because Luke, who wrote Luke, wrote Acts. When we heard this, who's we? Other Christians, all his friends, right? The prophet, the the evangelist, Agabus, all his friends. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't go. I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to have someone tie me up with my own belt. That's crazy. That's scary. No, this is what Paul said. Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, Paul. Wow. When he would not be dissuaded, so they probably kept on trying, but Paul Paul, we need you here. They're going to take your own belt wrap. I don't get it. Paul, it's crazy. Don't go. Paul, it's not safe. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. Because we're not going. Paul would go. Right? Paul would go. Paul went. Amen. So, three truths today. 
and then three takeaways. You guys ready? Real simple. Three truths, two takeaways, sprinkled in with some scripture. Number one, risk involves possible loss and danger. How many of us ever risked our heart for someone to love us? Maybe Valentine's came day, right? Came by. We risk our heart for someone to love us. That's a risk. Maybe some of us know people who've risked financially to start a business. I know when my friend Mark started OB Beans, he's like, I'm selling my condo, I'm selling my Jeep, I'm selling everything. We're starting this business. And, I'm, and everybody's like, you're crazy. And today we enjoy good OB Beans coffee. Aloha Church had our first vision night there because I was like, that was a step of faith, man. That's awesome. That's inspiring. We all love those stories, right? When someone else takes a risk, we want to watch and see what happens. Everybody takes risk. We risk for things we're passionate about. And here's Paul's letter to the church in Corinthians. So a little more scripture here up on the screen. This is his letter to the church at Corinth. Paul says this. It's a resume of risk. This is Paul. Maybe you don't know this. Check this out. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. 40 was like dead, so they, they backed off one. Okay? That's what they gave Jesus. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent night and day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger. What's the, what is, what's the common word here? Danger, risk, or faith involves possible danger and loss. And one more danger from false believers i have labored and toiled and have gone without sleep i have known hunger and thirst i have often gone without food and i have been cold and naked paul's ministry constant risk with possible loss number two not all risks though glorify god Paul's risks glorify God. Not all risks glorify God. Most people take selfish risks. Risks for our own benefit or pleasure. People risk money on investments, maybe, but not on overseas missions, right? People risk a lot of money to start businesses. What about starting new churches? People risk and are willing to lose their job for a principle, but maybe not lose their job over sharing the good news. People risk relocation for safety and comfort, but are they willing to risk relocation for sharing the gospel? Not all risk glorify God. Only few people take faith-filled risks. Risks that glorify God may often seem foolish to others, even to your Christian friends, right? How many people do we know who felt the call on their Lord in their life to do something risky and to move, and then we want to 
talk them out of it. Or you're crazy. Are you sure? You sure that's from the Lord? I don't know. That just doesn't seem like he would have that for you. That just seems dangerous. That was, they're talking to Paul all day long. We love when people take risks. Paul would go. Jesus would go. Aloha would go. Amen? Number three. It's moving right along, huh? (laughs) Risk aware doesn't mean risk averse. So risk aware, being aware of the risk doesn't mean we be averse to it, right? The Holy Spirit tells Paul, danger is ahead in every city. They made it very clear. Paul probably probably already knew danger was ahead. He didn't need Agabus to come down and take his belt off and his pants falling down. Like, thanks a lot, bro. I've, I've been here. Okay? The Holy Spirit says, in this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. So Paul didn't see suffering as a deterrent of any kind. Instead, it made him more determined to go. Paul didn't see suffering as a deterrent, but it made him determined to go. Amen? That's only be the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. When God called you to do something, we reorient our life and our passions. We refocus everything in our life and we go. We go for it. We take risk. We walk in faith, not by sight. The only way to please God is by faith. Amen? If we could see it, (laughs) does that take faith? No. Paul says, I'm not, I'm willing not only to be jailed, but to die for Jesus. What happened to Paul? Ended up killing him. So Paul's friends took that as risk averse. They wanted to be, we talked about a couple weeks ago, they didn't want to be battle ready with the armor of God. They wanted to be bubble wrapped. I can just be safe and just, you know, I don't want to make a big noise. I just want to be in my comfort bubble, okay? So three takeaways. Number one, a big takeaway is what risk is God challenging you to do? What risk is God challenging you to do with your life? And would you go? So number one, we have maybe three possible ways the Lord could be challenging us to risk. Risk relationally. To love is to risk. To love someone is to risk. That one-way love, you can get hurt. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 8. We love that verse, right? We love that, that chapter. Love suffers long and is kind. Love suffers long and is kind in the process of loving long. Amen? It's kind in that process. That could be a big risk for you. Give it time (laughs) and there'll be some challenges in love because we open ourselves to hurt. We open our heart up to be vulnerable, to share, to be transparent, to put ourselves out there, to get to know me. It takes risk. Says, I'm not going to be proud or retaliate when I don't feel love in return. I'm going to forgive and be kind in the process. I would say, even make another challenge would be turn up the heat on that and commit to loving people in a church, in maybe this church. Love relationships is high in the survey we took. It's, 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 if there's no love in a church, the church ceases to exist. Because without love, we're just 
wasting our time and bring just noisy, irritating sounds, right? Love. Commit to loving people. That's more than committing to going to a church service, you know. It's hard to commit to loving people when you don't know people. And if you only commit to being around people, like one, one mini church a month or one Sunday a month, that's like the average in America, right? No wonder why it's like there's not a lot of loving relationships in churches because it becomes like once a month. <laughs> commit to loving people in church. Commit to community, a mini church in community, right? Encourage you to stay a while. Instead of just dipping out after service, I got my notes, and then you stack up the notes, like maybe there's going to be a test at the end of some life, but part of it is staying a while. Stay a while. We have food. We make it easy for you. It's like the starter kit of love. You can hang out there by themselves. You can put yourself out there. It's a safe environment. Stay a while. We really make, that's a really big deal, right? We don't have two services. I mean, look, we, can, we, can, we have a lot more people that could come. We have one service. And then we stay a while. We come early, we stay. That is how to put yourself out there. I want to be known. I want people to know me, right? Doesn't it feel good if someone remembers your name? It's hard to remember your name. If I, I, I see you like every six months. It's hard. Like, I've been here before. You have? When? Oh, last year? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I apologize. I wish I could have the supernatural power remembering everybody's names, but I don't. Be known by somebody. You have to be Hospitable and friendly. It's a risk. It's a risk. Right, here's a... Oh, yeah, I I want to say this too. If you just commit to church service and not relationships, you will bounce when another cooler thing comes along. And there is a lot of really neat church services all over San Diego. You will find, guarantee, better preaching. This out there. It's better preaching. You will find uh, uh, maybe a louder, a different kind of worship experience that you like. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. But hey, I'm going to start. I'll just say that, okay? You will find maybe better people. (laughs) You will find whatever. You may not find better food. I'm just going to say that. Unless they start serving spam and, you know, chicken long rice and homemade food. We do that really well. If you just come for the food, that's fine. Because scientifically, it brings you together with people. Amen? Oh, my goodness. Friday night, we had, like, we had so much food on Friday night. People came. The family dinner. It was like everyone gives and shares. It was like food forever. Everybody took home plates. Wow. It was a beautiful thing. I love that. But if you don't have relationships, you say, it's not working for me. Yes, because it's not just about listening to one person talk. and take, it's, That's only one part of your brain. You need the relational side of your brain. Back to the notes, Drew. <laughs> Number two. We don't talk about this much, but it's true. Risk financially. Take a financial risk. This is a tangible way to put your faith to the test. God says, test me in this. Risk financially. I love Jesus' uh, story. He kind of mentions this, the heart behind uh, risking and giving and generosity. In Luke chapter 21, he says this. A lot of people were giving and, and dropping off stuff, and Jesus looked up. He made a point. He said he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. And Jesus says this, Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put more, has put more than all the others. 
All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth. But she gave out of her poverty and put in all she had to live on. Jesus was pointing out giving in love and a cheerful giving, not giving out of wealth. That's easy to give. It's easy to give extras and easy to give last. But when you give God your first and your best, he honors that. God honors our first and God honors our best. Amen? Amen. God can do more with our first and our best than we can do with all of it. Right? Risk financially. We don't pass a plate in front of your face to make you feel guilty about it. We want you to pray about it and think about it and let the Holy Spirit, right? We don't have a building campaigns. We don't do that. We pray the Holy Spirit it would take a risk. We also ask, we also say, hey, challenge you to find needs in your neighborhood. Can you slow down with your neighbors? There's a lot of needs out there. Giving of your finances to somebody to make a difference in their life, right? Buying someone some food. Take a risk. Amen? It's not faith when it's extras. Ask the Lord, is there anything you want me to do with any of my resources, Lord? Any of my resources. What do you want me to do with it? It's yours. We don't take it. We don't take it when we die, right? It all stays here. We don't take it. It's all God's. Everything we have is his. That's a life of a disciple. Whatever you have, Lord, is yours. It takes a risk. You're like, get to number three, Pastor Drew. <laughs> risk missionally. Risk missionally. What does that mean? Right? Matthew 28, we know, is the Great Commission. It says, go out and make disciples of all the world, baptizing them and teaching them to observe everything I have commanded. That's a risk. Isn't that your job, Pastor Drew? No, it's all of our jobs. It wasn't just given to me. It's given to everybody. Every believer's job is given the Great Commission. We have to go and risk in faith to make disciples. This is where we huddle and gather for words, encouragement, prophetic prayer, eating rice together, right? When we get beat up, we come here, we get prayed for, all that, and then we are out there in our jobs and our schools and on everywhere we're at. It's a battle to make disciples. Jesus is worth the risk, and the Holy Spirit prepares you for it, right? It's not easy. It's not going to be easy. If it was easy, then everybody could do it. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are what? Few. And disciple makers are even fewer than that. Nothing significant ever comes from playing it safe. And all the awesome stories from the Bible are from people who took risks and oftentimes end up being killed for it. When we get to heaven, we're not going to say, man, I, I shouldn't have risked so much for Jesus. I should have played it safe. I wish I was more bubble wrapped. Man, I Here's a quote Joel gave me. He's like, Drew, say this. This is good. This is part of Joel. Joel's preaching here. Imagine fanny pack on. <laughs> Joel said, maybe you're, fr- maybe you're frustrated that God always shows up for your friends 
or just miracles in other people's lives, but not yours, right? I get frustrated sometimes, like, how about what? Is there... If you're feeling that way, there's a chance it's because you're not taking risks in your faith. When we take risks for Jesus, for example, asking to pray for a friend or a coworker, giving a prophetic word, going skateboarding, um, added that. Giving away money to someone in need or praying for healing. That's scary, right? When we take risks for Jesus, God's love shows up. Not always in the same way we expect him to. But God always shows up when we take risks. So, when was the last time you took a risk for Jesus? Risk relationally, risk financially, risk missionally. Aloha Church only exists today because a small group of people was so impacted by God, they reoriented their life and took a risk. When God speaks to you, you can only do two things or three things. You can, one, you just play deaf, like you didn't hear it. Or you're disobedient. Or you reorient your life and you go. Aloha will go. Amen? Paul will go. Jesus go. Jesus went. Would you go? I've been saying since uh, January... I really feel like, hey, man, God is moving Aloha Church to like year five. And we've had an amazing four years. I know a whole lot of church plants uh, had to close its doors <laughs> after COVID. It was tough and God sustained us. Wow, Lord, thank you so much. There's love and provision in many churches. The church wasn't a building. It was people. Praise the Lord. And we know we could continue doing what we have been doing. It'd be amazing. But Lord has been speaking to so many people with so many affirmations and words and just like in Scripture. We know there's more that God has to show us and is for us. Amen. So we've been preparing us from January. Say we're going to be a non-anxious presence in community because it's wherever we go, a well-differentiated leader. And I spent a lot of time studying that word. We said, we're going to put on, we're in a spiritual battle. We'll put on the armor of God. And we've been in some supernatural battles. And last month, like, all these just physical things hit me. It's like, ha, almost funny. And through a lot of just confirmation, man. If you're at family dinner, we prayed for a, a lot of things going on in our church. We looked at our finances. And this is what God is doing. This is where we're going to see him show up, Right? This is the vision and mission and strategy. We are windows down, doors open for our church, transparent and vulnerable because we want to go, right? We want nothing to hold us back. Whatever you need from us, Lord, we surrender our life to you and we want to take risks because I ain't getting any younger, we're not getting any younger, and the world's getting pretty dark out there, amen? And we have so many families coming here, families, young people. If I'm a dad, I'm a dad of four kids. Right? I'm looking around, I'm like, this world's crazy. My goodness, we have like every, there's like, you know, 20 moms here that are pregnant or having the babies. It's crazy. It's awesome. Baby yesterday, baby's here, baby's here. A lady, it's just twins now. My goodness, we want to go. We're ready for this battle, amen? So today's a big announcement. We're going, we're moving forward. The Lord's been preparing our staff, preparing our church to take risks. And at the same time, I want to make a long story short, God has been preparing 
someone that I love dearly, a friend of mine for 15 years, to take a big risk, to move out of something, all these comfortable opportunities, very awesome opportunities, but moving in the life of someone to come here and join us on staff as a church. And I want to bring out one of my dearest friends, dearest friends who's bringing his family. He's from San Diego. Um, He's going to be on staff. He's going to be one of our pastors. This is going to be our first full-time person besides myself. And um, I'm a little nervous, but we're taking risks. But we're going to pray for him, and I'm going to bring out my good friend, Jesse Vito Cruz. And his wife, Jesse. Oh, my goodness. You even have the uniform on it already. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love them so much before they talk. We've been around together. They, he proposed to his wife in my living room at a, <laughs> it's for real, I've done their wedding. I love you guys. I'm so glad you're here. I know your kids were, were battling sickness. Oh, my gosh. But we're going to need a microphone, I think. You got a mic- Look at that. He brought your own microphone. He's prepared. Michael gave it to me. So this, I can't believe this is, today is happening, man. We're, we're going. We're going to go. Share with us a couple minutes um, your story. And then uh, we're going to pray for you and bring out maybe your, your kids. And i just going to shut up right now and let you talk for <laughs> Uh No, thank you, Drew. Um, thank you guys for having us. Uh, we are extremely excited to be here. Um, I can give you just a quick snapshot of how the Lord kind of brought us to this point. But uh, I would love to share more about you with you guys in detail. Um, but... Yeah, Drew and Trish, they're sort of our mentors, and they're our best friends. We served with them in youth ministry 15 years ago, and uh, we served for four years before I jumped on staff at the Rock Church. I was there for 10 years, and this past year, God's just been moving in our lives to uh, bring that to a close. And so uh, God kind of released us from that assignment to... Basically, we prayed about it, and, um, you know, Drew and Trish, we, we thought we were going to go with them when they first started Aloha Church. We've always wanted to be here, and we just love the people, the culture, the, the theology, the approach to life, and it's just everything we wanted. But I, I felt like God wasn't allowing us to be released yet. And so after this 10-year uh, mark, uh, it was just such a natural process, and God just like, okay, you're done. And so we prayed about it, and really, like Drew was saying, all his sermon is, is taking a risk. And we just, man, we prayed about it, and we're like, we're going from a full-time position, paid, you know, paychecks come in every week, got benefits. And uh, we're just like, gosh, what do we, you know, when I talked to him, he's like, I don't even know if we can pay half of your salary, but we want you over here. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have to fundraise. And so, um, so that whole process was just really what the Lord was calling us to for a season of just taking risks and, and being obedient in faith and really trusting the Lord in an area that we haven't been grown or stretched. And so God was just moving in our lives tremendously. He's been making so many divine appointments and just confirmation that we needed to be here. Um, I even had like four, you know, um, People offering a full-time job, you know, uh, various locations in the United States. One of them was up in Northern California, and I went there. I was like, nah, this is not the place. I, I belong in San Diego, like, by the beach, surfing, skating, like, just with the people here. And it just looked like this church. And so uh, we prayed through it, 
and God was like, yeah, this is the next season for you guys. And so we're super excited. Um, we know a lot of people here already. And uh, it just feels like family. Like you've been preaching. You guys really live out what you guys preach. And so we want to be a part of that. So we're going to be in a journey of uh, just being faithful and taking a risk for God. And uh, so, yeah, we have two kids, um, Mila and Maddox. They're six and four, and uh, they had a hard time this morning getting out the door. So uh, so spiritual battle, as Drew was saying two weeks ago. It just continues. But, you know, the Lord's good, the Lord's faithful, and we're super excited just to be here. And, uh, oh, they're here. They okay, I guess they're coming out. Yeah. <laughs> So if you guys have kids, you know the drill. They get sick like every single week, right? So like for like a whole year, they've been Break sick. Break your arms, um, skateboarding. I don't know what's going on over here. Mila broke her arm. She got her cast on and off and back on. So it's just spiritual battle. But you know what? God prepared us for it, and we're super excited. Uh, Mila's right here. She just turned six in January. And Maddox, he's four and a half. <laughs> and he thinks he's older than his sister sometimes. But yeah, um, this is my wife, Jessie. Um, Drew did our wedding. So, again, it's just we felt like God was just calling us back to our family. So, thank you guys so much for, yeah. yeah. We're just here to serve however the Lord wants us to serve. So, thank you, you guys. Say something, Jessie? Say something. <laughs> um, we are just, like, like Jessie said, so excited to be here. We have a lot to learn from you all. We already have been. I'm really so excited just to... Um, get back to just relational ministry, and God is doing something here. I don't know if you guys know this, but God is doing something here at Aloha Church in San Diego, and um, we are just incredibly excited to be a part of it, and we as a staff went on a retreat um, a couple weeks ago, and we all kind of felt like God was telling us like the word surrender, and it has been a surrender for us, and um, we just appreciate the leadership um, of Aloha Church and how they're saying we are surrendering all of this to you, Lord, and this year and anything you want to do with this church and this ministry, it is up to you, Lord, to do it. And so um, I'm just I'm so humbled and excited to be under that leadership and can't wait to see um, what happens. And I'll just say one more thing. Um, thank you guys, Drew and Trish and, and the rest of the staff, uh, Michael and Allie and, and Joel and Darsha uh, and Trish. And so you guys are just amazing. And uh, you, guys op- you guys had open arms for us. Um, I've known Joel. I mean, man, he was my, in my Bible study as a teenager uh, when I was his youth leader. So it's just, it feels like home. And now he's teaching Jesse. So if you guys really look at the, the history of Drew and Trish, there's discipleship there. And he's discipled me and, you know, to, to Joel. So that's like two generations right there. So, um, but yeah, you guys, I hope that you guys would find a place here if it's not your home already. But just connect and, and be face-to-face with one another. So thank you guys. And let's stay here. We're going to pray for Jesse. Just be around. We're going to, we'll show you like what he's going to be doing and all that. But he's, we're going to be loving Jesus, pursuing God hard, right? So Jesse, thank you guys. His real name is actually Jesus. So we hired Jesus. We did it. We hired Jesus. Perfect. <laughs> Let's pray for Jesus here. And the Holy Spirit will pray for us with groanings. Jesus Vito Cruzes. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord, for going before us. Lord, we've already won. The victory is, the victory is ours. Lord, you said it is finished. 
So, Lord, we don't have to actually do anything. We just receive you. We want more of you because you're pursuing us so much. You're pursuing the Jessies. You're pursuing all of us, Lord. Lord, I thank you for them taking a risk and stepping out in faith and reorienting their lives to pursue you more. We pray for uh, provision for their life, Lord, for all these things that are coming up, Lord, whatever that is, a new kind of insurance. Uh, just, Lord, provide for them. Provide for them, Lord. Speak to them in, when they're doubting, Lord, when they're thinking, ah, oh, man, we wish we should have done this. Maybe we should have taken that job in Northern California. <laughs> but Lord, we love you, Jesus. We pray, God, that you would move through our church family. Lord, I thank you for watching the journey of one of my best friends and seeing God move in their life, Lord. Lord, we, we love you humbly, Lord. We thank you so much. And we pray that this whole, everybody here, Lord, is no coincidence that we are here today. And I know you're speaking to people here about taking risks. And Lord, when we see people take risks and then they're okay, Lord, it kind of builds our faith. So Lord, as we speak the testimonies of God moving in our life, we're not afraid to speak that testimony of how you're moving in our life. Lord, I couldn't imagine when Paul spoke testimonies, people were like, well, that's, that is gnarly, but my faith is built up. So I pray over stay a while, we would speak boldly the testimony of God, awesome power in our life, Lord. We wouldn't just be playing church. It's a time and season, 2023, stop playing church and commit to you, commit to relationships and take risks. We love you, Lord. Pray for Mila's arm. You would heal her arm and her, whatever the stuff is, Lord. Oh my goodness. In Jesus' name, we pray and we worship. Amen. You've been listening to the Aloha Church Podcast. If you want to learn more about living free in Jesus, please reach out to us. We hope God spoke something wonderful and life-giving to you today. Until next time, lots of love and aloha.